<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs, and it's great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. The big bank bailout is underway. The FDIC making whole the depositors of three failed banks, Silvergate Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank. The Biden administration says even those depositors with balances in excess of $250,000 will be covered by the government, trying to stop a wildfire of banks folding. But so far, so good. Bank stocks recovering from sharp losses yesterday. Six banks put on a watch list as the regulators moved in to make sure balance sheets are strong. China is warning the United States to expect years of confrontation with China after the UK, Australia, and the US have signed a nuclear-powered submarines deal. The three nations working swiftly to prepare for conflict with China as President Xi promises China wants a far more prominent role in the reform and construction of a new world order, a global governance system. In response to China's increasingly aggressive commentary and ambitions, the United States plans to spend more money than ever on weapons and defense, $824 billion for hypersonic and advanced missiles, and more jet fighters and weapon systems to defend Guam and U.S. military posts throughout the Asia-Pacific region. The Chinese communist threats now extend to Central and South America as well, and the Caribbean. The Chinese working with the Mexican drug cartels to ship fentanyl and other deadly drugs into the United States. Researchers say enough fentanyl has been shipped into the United States this year to kill our entire population. Our guest today is Derek Maltz, former DEA top official and former agent and great American. Derek has been sounding the alarm on fentanyl for years. Derek, it is good to have you back with us again here on The Great America Show. You always have so much information on what's happening in this country when it comes to the drug trade, the impact of these Biden open borders, and of course, the role of the federal government. Let's start, if we may, with this week's assault on the port of entry in El Paso, Texas, by a thousand migrants. It was astonishing to watch that unfold. Your reaction? Well, look, the cartels are going to take advantage of vulnerabilities and weaknesses, okay? Biden is known as the migrant president in Mexico. They know if they get to America, they're getting freebies, okay? Our taxes are going to go up. Our schools are going to be crowded. Our hospitals are already busting at the seams. So these migrants, most of them just want a better life, and they will take advantage of the wide open border and the current policies of this administration. But it's very, very sad because we're seeing so many gotaways, Lou, that are coming into America, like we have over a million, I think it's 1.2 million known gotaways. And this is uh, those folks that we consider high value targets, and we have no idea who they are. We don't know what they're bringing. You know, I mean, they're coming from China, from Russia, from Yemen, from Syria, from Iran. 
from from you know all these countries that hate America. So we can have you know terrorist you know acts being developed in our streets today in this country because we don't know who's here. And these other migrants, they're they're filing these false asylum claims. All right. So the whole system is out of whack. Like my buddy Tom Holman says, and I love the line. Right now, it's legal to be illegally here in America because of screwed up leadership. Yeah, I think Tom, as usual, has got it right. And the, the idea that things can be so screwed up, so wrong, so upside down and wrongheaded is straightforwardly the, the motto of the Biden regime. And what is to me instructive is yesterday's assault on the port of entry uh, at the at El Paso. There's no repercussion. They've turned them back, said uh, the spokesman for the Border Patrol. Yeah, they turned them back. But where are the questions about how did they decide to do that surge and that assault at, the, at that very moment? What was the point? Who organized those thousand migrants, as they're now called, to, to surge across uh, the, the border at the port of entry in El Paso? Well, no, look, no one wants to ask these questions in the national media because the answers are truly revelatory. Well, Lou, one thing I know from dealing with this stuff for many years is that the cartels are benefiting from every single migrant that comes into America, and they're taking total advantage of these people as well. And so the cartels are building up numbers, they're building up strength, they're building up capacity, and they are operating like narco-terrorists like we've never seen. So it's really, really frightening, and all Americans should care because they're right on our border. I mean, we cared about Afghanistan, we cared about Syria, right? And we put all this military money into this stuff to go after these high-value targets. Well, we have them right over our border, and right now they're operating with impunity. And what's scary is they're working with the Communist Party of China, who's our biggest adversary that we're aware of, according to our FBI director. Yeah, well, the FBI director is in and of himself a hoax uh, being perpetrated on the American people. And this administration, of course, uh, thinks that's just fine. But to to suggest that Ukraine is more important than Sonora, Mexico, uh, to suggest that uh, that the lives being lost in Ukraine are more important than the 100,000 uh, lives that are being uh, lost to uh, fentanyl and other deadly drugs transported across that border are somehow more important. I think we need to put up a new placard uh, in America. American lives matter. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, look at this, Lou. You know our vice president who's supposed to be the border czar? There was a news article yesterday talking about her outreach to Africa and a visit that she's planning, or maybe she's there now. I don't know. But can you imagine how screwed up the priorities are? And then our press secretary just last week with Peter Ducey is talking about how the fentanyl is at historic lows on the border. And our home, Homeland Security uh, Secretary is talking about operational control. You can't make it up, Lou, and it's really sad for the public. It really is. And, and you mentioned the, the White House press secretary. For the life of me, I have never seen a press secretary who had no idea in the world of what they were talking about.
And that is not an accident. Everyone in that administration knows who she is, what she is, how is she performing, and she must be doing exactly what they want, which is confusing those poor reporters who, by the way, are going to report whatever she says anyway. I will accept certainly uh, Peter Ducey. He does a terrific job and a handful of others. But for the most part, the White House press corps, are feel, they might as well be on the payroll of the, of the White House. They might as well be showing, flashing their, uh, you know, Marxist dim membership cards on their chests. Uh, it is a pitiful to watch. Absolutely, and it's daily. It's not like one thing. It just keeps getting worse. Meanwhile, as we're being invaded by over 160 countries, migrants coming in from these countries, but it's hard to imagine that the American public is not concerned about these 1.2 million gotaways. Because those are the ones that scare the hell out of me. Okay, most of the ones that are coming through, like we saw on TV, they're people just trying to get away from, you know, poverty in their country. They they want the freebies. They want the college education. What about in New York? I was I'm from New York, Lou, and I was listening to the mayor talking about giving all these these migrants free education, going to the SUNY schools in New York. If you're college age, you go upstate. We'll give you the education. What about all of us who have paid loans and all the kids and grandkids that are paying loans to go to college and with these these migrants are being treated better than citizens and the homeless? Look at a homeless problem. Yeah, but no one will look at the homeless problem. No one, even the, even the veterans associations are doing nothing about the number of veterans uh, who are, are part of the homeless problem, who are living uh, in squalor. Uh, when we should be taking care of them. They obviously, those uh, who are there, and by the way, not just veterans, I think all of them, they either have drug problems, they have psychology, psychological problems. Uh, it, it is one thing after another. And this country, spending all that it does on each one of these issues, can't contain with it because this administration in two years has brought in an estimated 6 million illegal immigrants and no one and I'm talking about the media, the uh, the American people, we don't know where those those illegal immigrants went. We don't know what they're doing because they were delivered in the dark of night, either on a chartered aircraft or chartered bus somewhere all across the country. Uh, and I suspect primarily in, uh, frankly, red states, so-called uh, Republican-controlled states, where they're having the, the maximum impact sought by this administration which is to turn them into purple states. Right. And I, I know one thing for sure, because I was at the accountant this past week paying my taxes and the taxes keep going up because we have to pay for this. Someone's got to pay the bill. And it's hard to imagine like, you know, January, there was less than 200,000. But prior to that, there were 200,000 or more migrants at the southwest border. I mean, that's insane. You know, already we have 875,000 through January. Okay, but again, I go back to the gotaways because those are way more concerning. And then you look at the amount of money that they're paying the cartels. We wonder why people wonder why the cartels have the ability to produce so much methamphetamine and so much fentanyl these days working with the Chinese because the money's flowing right back to them quickly because the Chinese implemented a very, very complex, sophisticated scheme for them. And the chemicals are flowing like we've never seen in the history of the cartels. We're under assault right now by the People's Republic of China, the CCP. 
And and most elected officials, I include Republicans, Democrats, Independents, they don't know or are simply incapable of contending with the reality that we are not only in a Cold War with the People's Republic of China. The People's Republic of China has got us under full assault through the drugs they're exporting, uh, through all of their activities and espionage uh, and uh, front companies that they've built in this country, the Confucius Institutes, the insinuation of Chinese nationals into our university and government laboratories. This is a wholesale assault by the Chinese, and this administration is acting in league with the CCP. It may be because he is compromised. It may be because he is simply infatuated with uh, China's brand of communism. It may be that he is so impaired that he has no conscious understanding of what is happening around him. I choose from column A, B, and C. Your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say it's all of the above. I mean, because it's hard to imagine that that this guy would allow this to happen to our citizens. And again, I, I am a big believer in America first. But you know what, Lou? I was running the Special Operations Division, and I saw the start of the synthetic drug bombing around 2008 with the K2, the spice, the bath salts, and then in 2012, the fentanyl. And a lot of people don't realize that we briefed Eric Holder when we saw this coming. We saw like the perfect storm of fentanyl deaths around 2013, 2014, and we started briefing the administration about this is really, really serious. We created like, you know, fentanyl awareness flyers and stuff like that. But there was no interest. We tried to document some of these Chinese synthetic brokers as like major kingpins, and they ignored it. So it was the Obama and Biden administration where it all started with the synthetic drugs. Now, of course, they've been doing methamphetamine production with the uh, cartels for many years, long before that. But it's really sad to see how they are progressing. Now, I can tell you this, Lou, because this is new. You may have seen some of this, but now we're seeing... This flesh-eating drug called Trank all over America. Mm-hmm. It's called xylazine, but it's a legitimate pharmaceutical drug that's used for, you know, sedation and like it's a horse tranquilizer, as an example. Right. It's not made for human consumption. But now the drug traffickers are going on the websites in China and they're ordering it for as low as one dollar a kilogram. One to ten dollars a kilogram. They import it through the mail services. They mix it in with the fentanyl. They create the pills in our country, and our kids are dying at record levels. That's another assault on our country coming from the labs in China. Just like the COVID, you know, Chinese virus, as we said, okay? And now you have also, Lou, a more potent synthetic opioid called nitazine, isonitazine, and etonitazine. That's coming up in autopsy reports all over the country. That's coming from Chinese labs as well. So it's a new phase of assaulting and killing and destabilizing America by these these chemicals at a labs in China. And we're sitting back like no big deal. Nobody's even talking about it. Well, we we're talking about it and have been for a long time. And when you talk about Trank, folks, this is a drug you also may be familiar with uh, in some some level uh, as the zombie drug because people are rendered uh, to that level of consciousness uh, by these drugs, if not killed outright. Uh, Let's talk about that, uh, Derek, just for a moment here. 
And that is, how confident are you in the numbers that are being used when we talk about 107,000 opiate deaths, including 80% of those uh, being fentanyl deaths in uh, 2021? Uh, are you comfortable with that number? Because frankly, I'm not. Absolutely not. So first of all, when I testified at Congress, I called out the CDC director. I called out the Department of Education. So let's talk about the stats. The Families Against Fentanyl, headed by the founder, Jim Rao, who lost his son in Ohio, they're doing the work now for the CDC because the CDC is not being held accountable. And that's really sad because during COVID, we had every day on the TV COVID cases, COVID deaths, right? Real-time numbers. Now, she herself even admitted, the CDC director, that there were some issues with the COVID stats and she fell on the sword. But right now, with the fentanyl-related deaths, they're not even talking about that. And so Jim Rao and his organization had to go through a lot of the CDC statistics, and they're the ones that came up with the conclusion that the number one cause of death for those in 18 to 45 uh, you know, age range is from fentanyl. And he also came up with new statistics, which are very alarming, about the fastest demographic is kids under 14. Okay, so unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable. Like under one and then from you know, five to 14, and then from one, you know, from two to, to four, or whatever it was, they're like quadrupling or tripling the amount of deaths in a two-year period. But my point of answering it that way is we have no idea how many people are dying from fentanyl. And by the way, no one's even keeping track of the first responders, Narcan, you know, saving lives, hundreds of thousands of people being saved. If it wasn't for Narcan, the numbers would probably be like a half a million. I mean, that's just a guess. I don't have any knowledge for sure on that because we don't get the numbers. Because, of course, all the antiquated laws that are going on in the country, you know, basically what we have with the HIPAA laws, you can't even talk to, you know, anyone about like you just revived, a, you know, a 17-year-old a, a kid in high school because, of course, that would be a HIPAA violation. But it's like we said earlier, everything is so antiquated. And we're not up to speed with the current assault on America. And that's the big problem, Lou. President Biden is not capable of running the federal government. I, I don't think anyone should uh, e even pretend that he is. Whoever is running this government, whether it's Susan Rice, a cabal of Obama acolytes, I, I, I don't know who it would be. But I do know this resembles too much the third term of Barack Obama to be an accident. There is no interest in saving these people's lives on the part of the federal government. There is absolutely no interest in saving American lives. American lives do not matter to this administration. That's why he wants to go to war in Ukraine with Russia. He's put our troops into harm's way on the eastern flank uh, in Europe. Uh, it is why he doesn't do a thing to do uh, to control that border even though he knows the deadly consequences that uh, that occur every day as a result of his lack of border security policies uh, it, it's just we have to confront the fact that we are the enemy uh, of this presidency and this regime it sure seems that way to me lou and then like i i don't know what made me think of this but it's just driving me nuts because not only is there soft on crime and corrupt leadership north of the border, but there's a lot of that going on south of the border, like 
Look at AMLO's statement last week that he, they don't produce fentanyl in Mexico. Meanwhile, February 14th, he announced the largest fentanyl lab ever in Mexico and talked about this is something new. And it just outright like bold-faced lies and nobody is like getting that. You know, yeah. it's unbelievable. Like they're lying north and south of the border to the public and kids are dying at record levels. It's hard to imagine that anybody would want to see kids dying. It, it is hard to imagine, except uh, we don't have to imagine because it's the reality. Uh, but the cameras of the corporate-owned national media won't, won't be trained on those bodies uh, and those uh, victims of fentanyl and other uh, deadly drug poisons that are being uh, trafficked in all over this country. You won't see that. And if, to tell you the truth, I look at uh, the Daily Mail every day. Uh, that's one of my go-to reads because I'm seeing better coverage of what is happening in America in the Daily Mail, the UK newspaper and, and website, than I am from any, any newspaper in the United States. And that is a simple fact. And by the way, folks, if you want to do that, go to DailyMail.com. Uh, because they are doing a terrific job of covering what's happening in this country. Well, the, your newspapers, anywhere, you name it, I don't care what city, what town, they're doing a better job. And by the way, they don't advertise with us or do anything. We don't have advertising in point of fact. Uh, so I'm just saying that out of just a sense of Fact and the body politic uh, in this country being so perverse uh, that we have to turn to a, a foreign newspaper to actually get us at least a better sense of what is happening. Uh, your thoughts, Derek, on that? No, absolutely. I mean, you can't get real news, right? That's the reality. And that's why I work very hard to talk directly to the people on the ground that are in the agencies that are doing the investigations. I'm trying to get as many facts as I can get. And that's why I'm very thankful that you invited me to this, because I know you're the same way. I've been following you for years, and I know you're a credible, awesome American patriot that cares about the public, and that's how I feel. So the thing is, I'm going to give you a quick example of what is going on with the money. So like last week, the DEA working with the locals out there, they seized one million pills of fake, you know, the fentanyl pills. And that's like, like I guess, third or fourth, one million plus seizure. But here's the point. During the undercover negotiations, they were talking about 75 cents a pill. And in Mexico, it's less than 15 cents to produce the pill. So let's just talk about this $1 million seizure. I mean, $1 million, $1 million pill seizure. If you want to produce 1 million pills in Mexico and you want to pay, you pay 15 cents a pill, that's 150000 investment. You get it into the U.S., you sell it for 75 cents a pill to the wholesale distributors, but then they sell it on the streets, 10, 20, 30, 40. And in, in Montana Indian Reservation, they sell for $140 a pill. So anybody listening could do the math. It's all about the money. People always wonder, why do the cartels want to kill their customer? They don't care about the customer. They care about the money. And the money is off the charts now. And that's a good example. It just happened last week. It just and and I wonder just how much anybody cares anymore. There are some interesting demographic statistics that are emerging, and amongst them uh, that sixty percent 
uh, of young women have no interest whatsoever in getting married and i.e. having children. Uh, we are, particularly this younger generation, headed toward a childless society, not unlike what China has experienced with its one-child policy for decades and now are begging their citizenry uh, to have children, uh, incentivizing them and, and basically asking them to have three children, not one, uh, so that they will not have to do as uh, our elites have done, which is invite in illegal immigrants into this country to the decided detriment of both American society, uh, the American nation, uh, and the American people who are now competing with even lower-priced labor than ever before. I, I, just, I just wonder where it all ends. And with, with uh, AMLO, uh, with Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador as the president of Mexico, saying uh, outrageously that fentanyl is not our problem, it's a U.S. problem, I, he was reacting to just the hint of violence uh, that had been uh, issued by a number of uh, congressmen over the past couple of weeks. And the reality is only Donald Trump, and this is not an advertisement for a 2024 candidate. It's just a fact. Donald Trump is the only man and as president of the United States who said he would go to war with the Mexican drug cartels, uh, with the narco terrorists of Mexico, the narco state of Mexico over what they were doing to the to America and our, our young people in particular. I have to believe that the only thing that will work here is if the United States finds in its somehow, finds its courage and says, we do want to protect this nation. We do want to protect our national sovereignty. We do not want further meaning, just absolutely atrocious deaths of our young people and actually attack the cartels, because otherwise they win. Right now, they've won. They control both sides of the border, don't they? Yes, and Lou, I actually have been calling for the designation of the cartels as terrorists for over five years. I testified in I Ohio, Ohio Congress with Sarah Carter and one of the moms about four years ago uh, that this is very important for our national security. But unfortunately, when President Trump was in office, the bureaucrats, the State Department, others in the Washington swamp convinced him it was too aggressive. And he would have done it. You're exactly right. But now it's kind of interesting, like, you know, Bill Barr, former attorney general, is talking this up everywhere uh, about how they should be treated like ISIS and not like the, you know, organized crime families. Because criminal investigations against the cartels is not working because we can't get any of them extradited now out of Mexico. They don't go out and pick them up. They don't share information with the uh, U.S. law enforcement. And look what just happened in court with Hernero Garcia Luna, the FBI uh, director equivalent in Mexico, who was working for Sinaloa Cartel and Chapo Guzman. So the, we can't rely on corrupt and soft on crime leaders in Mexico to save American kids. We can't do it. So the only choice now, Lou, and I used, I stole an analogy from a friend of mine who lost his nephew. If you had a massive plumbing leak in your house, you're going to shut down the main valve right away. Well, we have a massive fentanyl disaster in America. We have to shut down the valve, which is the cartel labs. So we got to destroy those labs and use whatever capability, the full force of America's power to do it now. And if they're not going to do it with us, we have to do it without them, just like it was 
ISIS or Hezbollah or Al-Qaeda. Because guess what, Lou? In the history of this country, unless I'm wrong and no one's challenged it, we've never seen any terrorist organization killing this many Americans. So at what point do we say enough is enough? You know, it may be that we haven't seen in any year of any war, uh, perhaps the Civil War, I, I think almost certainly the, the Civil War, 100,000 Americans be killed uh, by, by the enemy. And they are the enemy. It's time we also awaken to the fact that China is our enemy. We have so many people walking around in, uh, in, in a delirium that is not drug-induced, uh, it is induced by the the psycho warfare, uh, and I call it psycho warfare, not psyops, uh, advisedly. Psycho warfare that is being waged by our government on the American people. Uh, it is just, um, to me, utterly unthinkable that we are putting up with a Mexican president who said fentanyl is your problem and there is no response from this government whatsoever. And we, you and I know something else, too, don't we? We know that the intelligence agencies of the United States have to be, have to be either aligned with the cartels or, and beneficiaries of their, uh, of their corrupt uh, uh, monies, uh, or there is, a, there is an effort to achieve another end that is not obviously in the interest of the United States. Your thoughts about why our intelligence agencies have not been more robust in responding uh, to this this cataclysm? Well, that's a head spinner, Lou. I mean, as an American patriot myself, my father was in the DEA for 30 years. My brother died in Afghanistan fighting for the country. It's hard for me to believe because every interaction I've ever had with leadership in the intelligence community, it's always been about protecting America from foreign actors, right? And this is not what I'm seeing now. So action speaks louder than words, okay? So something is going on. I don't have specific knowledge on exactly what it is. But what I can say is that it's all about the money. In my experience, it's always been about the money. And I see what goes on in this beltway with the corruption, with the contracts and the business that's going on. And so I don't like what I see. I don't like what I smell as an investigator my whole life. But I can tell you what. It's certainly the activities are not in the best interest of the American public because we've never had this happen. And the fact that no one's even talking about it from the White House and going out like simple things, Lou, we don't even have public service announcements from the Department of Education or the White House about the dangers of these deadly synthetic drugs. What we're doing now is we're teaching people how to use them safely. We want to teach them how to inject themselves safely now. It's insanity. And we're spending taxpayer money on that stuff. And, and I always, nearly always, point out on this uh, podcast, every commercial that every American sees every day, that is an expression that is the voice of American business. They're the ones buying those commercials, producing those commercials, and expressing the values in those commercials. And I want everybody today listening to The Great America Show to pay attention to the television you do watch, uh, however little or however much, those commercials, because they portray the American family as something idiotic, uh, pathetic, and uh, comic 
it, it is disgusting the way they're being, the American public is being portrayed. And if you see a commercial that you think is a realistic portrayal of the American family or the America you know and the America in which you live, we'd love to hear from you here at, at loudobs.com. Uh, you know, send me an email at lou at loudobs.com. We want to hear from you because what I see when, uh, Derek, what I see when I look at television right now is, is something from a, a hellhole uh, that I have never been able to understand where it resides because these people are perverse. They are, uh, many of them, satanic. Uh, the, these commercials are produced by some of the most uh, depraved and I think indecent minds imaginable. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so frustrating. And even like when I testified, I was questioning like why the White House can't get with like the professional athletes, celebrities, role models, social media influencers and have a summit at the White House. This would be real easy to do if they cared. And then have those people help educate the kids by developing real short social media reels to get out so the kids can see the dangers of the poison. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. You know it's not going to happen because our professional sports leagues are linked in with China. Money is off the charts, right? And that's a big problem. I mean, I was on the other day, and I got a direct message from Ennis Cantor, who's now Ennis Freedom. He right. wants to help because he understands what China's doing and how it's corrupting our country and how the, it's all about the money. So... I don't know what to say anymore because it's it's just nothing that makes sense in my brain in the in the current path that we're on and the fact that there's no accountability for any of this stuff and uh, it's really sad for those that have kids and grandkids for for the society that they're they're walking into now. It's sad for America that there isn't a will in the in the body politic to say everyone knows that Biden is impaired. Uh, that he is a slave of the Marxist Dems party, uh, that he is in no way uh, not aligned with communist China. Everything he does, whether it's draining the strategic petroleum reserves, selling them crude oil, uh, disbanding the task force that was uh, created under Trump to fight the uh, the espionage uh, and, and surveillance activities of the CCP in this country. I mean, it's one thing after another. And for the American public to just sit slack-jawed and sort of stunned by it all is not an adequate response. And by the way, just as slack-jawed and just as stunned are our elected officials, too many of them. I want to credit the House of Representatives. The Republicans are going after China. They're going after the weaponization of our government against us. They're going after uh, this president and his crooked family, who have, uh, as uh, James Comer, the chairman of the committee, announced yesterday, they now have the documents that prove uh, that he was receiving millions of dollars uh, from the Communist Party. Uh, it, it is it is rancid, and we must we must rise up. That's all there is to it. At least our conscience and our consciousness must rise up to contend with all that is befalling this country. And all of it is not, it, there's no accident here, folks. Uh, it's happening out of the design of China and the other mortal enemies of this country, and including some who are within this country already. 
I I hope that we can rise above this. I'm not necessarily uh, hopeful that it'll happen soon, uh, but I I just I truly believe we have to awaken or we're going to lose this great country of ours. And one of the things I want to just say to the audience again, and I say it often, but be skeptical. Don't trust this government. Don't trust your state government. Don't trust your local government. That doesn't mean that you're that they are, by the way, uh, committing wrongdoing, but it does put on you and me the burden to know what is true, know what is real, and demand the same from our government, because we're looking at unprecedented, unprecedented, pervasive political corruption throughout our society. I, I, Dark, I just want to say how delighted I am you're with us, and I want to, as always, uh, give you the last word. We always give our guests here the last word. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, I'll ask for your concluding thoughts here today. Well, one thing I have to say based on your last statement is, as Thomas Jefferson said, the government you elect is the government you deserve. That's pretty scary. But what I would say to the parents out there, one thing that's really important, I highly recommend you watch Dead on Arrival. It's a very short documentary. It talks about the death and destruction of this fentanyl. And remember, addicted people need help. And mental illness is on the rise. The government's not dealing with that. So kids are sadly turning to these pills for help right in your houses. They're ordering up deadly pills from social media sites. They're being delivered to the house, and they're dropping all over the country. So you can't treat or educate a kid in the damn morgue. So you have to proactively engage as parents to teach them about this deadly scourge that's killing historic amounts of kids. Thank you so much, Lou. Derek, thank you for being with us. Derek Maltz, great American. And thank you, everybody, for being with us today. Here tomorrow, our guest is Congressman Tom Tiffany. Tiffany has introduced legislation to force the federal government to end racial preferences and discrimination of any kind on the basis of race. Desperately needed legislation to rein in our Marxist-led federal government in this age of wokeism. And Congressman Tiffany also has a bill to block President Biden from approving any binding agreement with the United Nations World Health Organization without Senate approval. Also a critical piece of legislation. And 14 co-sponsors already in the House. Congressman Tiffany will be with us here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you and God bless America.